Welcome to Blasty Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. My name is Rebecca Gibbony, and I am the Coordinator of Professional Learning at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. For this season of Blasty Airwaves, we have a special guest co-host who is working to create and sustain pathways to employment in our region by uniting her community around common goals in STEM learning. This season's guests come from nine counties total, representing different local industries all across Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. I'd like to introduce you to Alexandra Consort-Grushinsky, STEM Services Coordinator for NEIU-19 and current lead of NEPA STEM Ecosystem. Alexandra, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to work with you for our celebration of STEM and industry this year. Our STEM ecosystem is holding a week-long series of free events and opportunities highlighting industry partners and the benefits they have in our five-county region. Our hope is that by listening to the wide variety of employment opportunities available in our region from folks in our community who live it every day, we can shed a light on what's possible for our young people. Alexandra, we are so excited to partner with you in this endeavor and celebrate industry and STEM. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions and resources for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, students, caregivers, industry partners, everyone, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning? What if our students and educators got the opportunities to sit down with members of the community? What if we bridge that gap? What connections would we discover? I don't know about you, Alexandra, but it is time to blast the airwaves. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mark Anaselli, Chief Operating Officer at Bayard Printing Group, and Alexandra Konsor-Grushinsky, STEM Services Coordinator of NEIU-19, and current lead of NEPA STEM Ecosystem. Mark, Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss STEM skills used in specifically, Mark, your industry. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited to discuss how knowledge of different STEM skills are important in your current job position. So are you both ready to blast the airwaves? We are. Yes. Wonderful. So Mark, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit more about your own role in industry? Okay. Uh, The Bayard Printing Group is a supplier of publications, periodicals, and printing. Uh, We have our own direct mail processing center and a U.S. Postal Service substation. We direct mail nearly 60 million pieces a year. We serve the Mid-Atlantic region with our innovative solutions and our top customer service focus. Our main printing includes both digital printing and high-speed heat-set web printing. Our digital printing is one of the most advanced uh, digital uh, printing um, on the market. It allows us the ability to order exact, or our customers to order exactly what they need from a handful to a truckload. It allows us to be super responsive, both date and deadline-wise. For medium to high volume work, we have the efficiency of quality, high-speed, heat-set web printing. Web presses print on continuous rolls of paper 
rather than printing on individual sheets of paper as the sheet-fed press does. This allows us a much higher printing speed and consistent high quality of heat set is ideal for printing publications like newspapers, periodicals, and catalogs. Really any high volume print project. We also produce screens for screen printing and we have a very high end and technical pre-press and storefront development team. We maintain our own delivery fleet that allows us delivery 24-7. I am the Chief Operating Officer of the organization, often called the COO. In this role, I manage the day-to-day -day operations of nearly 90 persons, multiple facility operations. I think our total square footage would be around 100,000 square feet when you combine the operations. I report to the president, Mark Lundberg, who resides here in Williamsport. I'm also one of the owners of several local businesses in town where I was the vice president and managing partner for. I'm active in the community, serving on several boards such as Hope Enterprises and the IMC, which is the Industrial Modernization Center. Yeah, I forgot, Mark, um, to mention earlier, you guys are ha located right down the road from us, actually, at last year um, in, in Lycoming County in Williamsport. Yes. Is that your only location or are there other locations as well? We have a location in Plymouth, Pennsylvania. Okay. I couldn't remember about that. So many things you guys have. Thank you. So, so Mark, I, I want to dig a little bit into kind of what you started mentioning earlier in your response about what your day-to-day -day responsibilities are. So could you describe a day in the life of, of Mark at work? For us to give us an idea of, of what that looks like. Sure. Um, I typically arrive between 6 and 7 a.m. I'm an early riser, so I really enjoy this. It allows me a chance to meet with the employees on the off shift. I usually start with a coffee like most people do <laughs> and uh, some news to make sure I'm, I'm on top of things that maybe are affecting our business. Um, Particularly these days, I always try to look up what's happening with COVID and right now the supply chain. Those are our biggest business challenges. Once I get that first cup of coffee down, I cruise the shop. We have dry erase boards and computers. The department managers use these to update uh, on key statistics. So I cruise around, kind of look at how we've done. How did we do the night before? Did we hit our goals? Did we uh, reach the accomplishments we hope to have? Um, I like to chat with people. Um, I can gauge how we're doing by uh, seeing these people and seeing how they respond to me or not. Um, three times a week, we have a, a, a staff meeting where we monitor the schedule our objectives, um, also three times a week, the different uh, facilities that we have meet on a conference call, um, mostly to find out about where we are with regard to COVID. Uh, we're we're uh, very nervous about that and it may be taking our business down. Um, so we're always trying to stay up on, on top of that, making sure we're cross training and, and preventing uh, downtime as it relates to that. 
Um, I think what's different today versus the past is we're trying to drive this continual improvement much more these days than when I look back maybe 25 years ago. So those charts that I'm talking about or the reports on the computers, they're all about are we getting better, are we improving. Um, the, big, uh, the big term that we use is lean, uh, continual improvement. So we're looking at those things on a daily basis, making sure that our yields are better, making sure that our automation is, is doing as well as it can. We have just started to see um, AI enter our, uh, our equipment, artificial intelligence. So we have um, a color management closed loop feedback system. And what this system does is help, it monitors what we do each run, how we set up, what we do, and it applies those things that it's learning so that we can start up much faster on, on jobs. So it's very, uh, very modern. It's happening very fast and it's very exciting. It's interesting to hear you talk about AI in this, in this field. Um, it also sounds like you're making a lot of data-driven decisions as well. Yes. Yes. So that, that's good to hear also. Yeah, I think Lex, Lexi, some of the from the other episodes that we've heard and have been talking with our community partners, mm -hmm. it's interesting because yes, every day is is you check for improvement, you check your goals, but I feel like industry places so much more of an importance on that. You know, hearing you, Mark, say you guys meet three times a week. You know, I think about in education, we meet, yeah, maybe at a department meeting or here and there, the times is just different and the priority there. So I think it's fascinating to hear how you guys manage different growth and goal meetings. Um, so awesome, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. If if you were, and you and I have talked about this, Mark, um, if I'm a high school student or even a middle school student and I'm looking to enter this field and let's say I come and I want to interview with you, what would be some recommendations you would tell a middle school student or a high school student to start preparing them for a job in your field? In your industry? Well, I like to look at uh, my career path maybe as a, as a way to, to look at things. Mm -hmm. um, sure. I was maybe a little bit uh, different than many folks. I, in high school, they thought I was going to fail and uh, we had what was called a trade school. And next thing you know, I got whisked off from the high school onto this trade school. We got to save him. He's going to fail. Because I really wasn't uh, or I, I didn't see or have the interest in uh, college or books at the time. So I started my career in, at a trade school about junior year. And what was interesting is I started uh, almost full-time work as an electronic technician. And about 16 years later, the company I first started at, by the way, I was making $3.29 an hour. Oh my. Uh, I was eventually running that whole uh, operation and uh, having assignments uh, around the globe and we were acquiring businesses and I got to manage those or move them around. So I was very blessed. Um, 
I thought about a lot of how that how that all happened for me. And I think one of the things was that I had been able to pick up on people that would mentor me. And maybe those people saw I was interested in being mentored. And it kind of came together. So I had over the years, many, many people that uh, helped me, uh, gave me the opportunity. Um, I saw the need for education. I went to school nights. While I was at night, I remember seeing more senior people from the company that I work with going to school nights. And I thought, boy, that guy's, uh, by the way, maybe as old as I am now. Uh, but I was a young man and I thought, boy, I better get this out of the way now or I'm going to be like uh, Joe over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, I, I think I, uh, I also found is these people that were mentoring me uh, also pushed me uh, to do the things that maybe I wouldn't have done otherwise. And it was maybe uncomfortable, uncomfortable to go to school um, but I did, and they uh, they made it just uncomfortable enough for me to improve or or go into areas that I was uncomfortable. Um, but the the fact that they pushed me and and helped me uh, really was uh, something. But because of that, I also feel now uh, I like to try to do what those people did to me. So I. I like to mentor other people. I like to mentor people at work. Um, I network. I network with other business leaders. We like to speak to uh, schools and students. Um, so I, I really, I really like it, and uh, it's really helped me. And I think uh, maybe it's uh, a teaching aspect that you end up developing um, from that experience. So thank you. Hello. I love that you've made it a priority to mentor the next generation. That's, I think, telling as to as to the type of person you are and and how you run your business and and everything about it. So, well, I think I think it says something about the people that mentored me. Um, I think they they ended up being my role models, and I think about them all the time because I have a lot of things. Um, that uh, I probably wouldn't have had if they didn't put in the time uh, with me. So, so if you were thinking about, um, you know, we're talking about STEM, celebrating STEM and industry, what are some skills that you see with your staff, even with yourself, um, that your employees use every day that are STEM skills? Well, I think, um, all of the skills uh, are important, certainly numbers and math. Understanding the relationship of numbers allows us to know the yields. Are we doing better? Are we doing worse? What are the leading defects? Are we profitable or not? Um, where there are efficiencies or not? Um, collecting and reviewing data allows us uh, to get into problem solving without knowing how to read and measure things, we're not going to do a good job of finding the things that maybe are problems. Therefore, we don't, we wouldn't solve the problem. So that's important. Another big one uh, that I think helps us, uh, that maybe sets us apart 
from competitors is being creative, um, being able to see things in different ways. I think that is a bit of a, a, a STEM skill as well. Um, as I mentioned, uh, this uh, AI that's going on, um, that's an automated kind of program that uses much the same skills as uh, people would um, in, in numbers and problem solving. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they, they work hand in hand. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where I stand on the STEM. I think it's interesting because when I talk with teachers and I talk with students, everyone gets so afraid that, oh, rob robots are going to take the job or, you know, artificial intelligence because, yes, it is more efficient. However, what ro what humans can do that robots can't is the problem solving, the creativity. Like we can code them to do these things, but we still need the humans to have the problem solving skills and the creativity. And and working with you in the past, you know, I always value that human capacity that that you value. So it's always interesting yeah. to, to think about that. Well, I think that uh, people find uh, the the ways to use those tools. And that's uh, that's what gives you the edge. If, if you can be creative about how to use those things, uh, I think it'll give you an edge. Yeah, for sure. So Mark, I think I heard some of the, the, the answers to this question in your previous response, but I want to help uh, maybe put a little bit more of a fine point on it for our listeners. So, so what skills do, do you yourself use every day that our students in our pre-K to 12 space are, are learning in school? And those could be subjects, those could be, you know, you know, specific skills, concepts, um, you name it, it can be, it can be part of this question. And so could you just uh, let us know kind of some of those that you see happening in your daily life at work that students are learning in school? Most of uh, my uh, businesses and most of my background has been in what's called operations where we're making things. And in that environment, some of the things that, that are important that I actually think kids learn in school, one of them is about being punctual. If people aren't punctual in our environment, we might have a $4 million press that can't run. That press is making uh, prints. It, it's printing at um, maybe 34,000 prints an hour. If somebody's late, that's a lot of stuff that's not printing. So punctuality is very important. Um, the other, uh, other thing that maybe is a skill, um, at, at school is math and, and very basic math, um, because the many workers have to fill out time cards. They have to, uh, report on yields. They have to report on the equipment. So understanding math is very important and making sure you're getting paid correctly is probably important as well for people. Um, I think another thing that you learn in school is getting along with people, getting along with your teachers, getting along with students, some that you like, some that you don't maybe, but at work, you all have to work together and at school, you all have to be in school together. So I think that's a, that's an important skill that maybe you don't realize is happening, but it is. And you, I don't know how big classrooms are these days, but 
Um, they're probably not much uh, unlike the work environment where people might be in groups of 10 to 20 and you all have to get along. Well, same thing in school. So I think, I think those are kind of some important ones to me. Again, Lexi, so interesting. A lot of our industry partners, they pick out those same skills or the same kinds of learning and lessons that students should be taking from the classroom. Um, Definitely some parallels there. Yeah. Fantastic. That we're finding. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we do a better job, though. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for my favorite part. It's the Blast Five. And we're just going to blast you with, um, normally it's five different questions. We're going to ask you one question. And if you can share with us, um, what do you think are the top five skills needed for your industry specifically? Okay. Um, I think number one is for people to be open and flexible, Mm -hmm. their mind. Uh, Number two, I would say to have passion and interest. That'll help people endure the the peaks and valleys that are normal in business. Number three, dependability. Um, If you're dependable, I think a business is more apt to invest in you. And number four, the ability to constantly learn and apply what you're learning. Uh, if, if you learn, but you don't apply it, it's not going to help you very much. And it's certainly not going to help the employer. And number five, um, drive. Having the drive and a mindset that doesn't give up, I think will help a student, will help career people uh, to accomplish things and, and uh, to be very successful. And uh, I think people look for drive in all different ways. I think it's an important one. Absolutely. Those are my five. Love all of them, Mark. I don't even think I could rank them if I needed to. I love them all. It's very true. Drive. I love the drive one. There's a book out there right now that's called Drive. I can't remember who it's Mm -hmm. by, but Mm -hmm. there is. Mm -hmm. Good book. So anyways, Mark, it has been a blast, no pun intended, hanging out with you on this podcast today. We celebrate you and what you do every day in STEM. Again, thank you for taking the time to connect with us and our listeners. What we'll do is we'll provide any contact information that you want to provide for us. We'll put that in our footnotes on our website and in um, Lexi's ecosystem website. And so our listeners can connect with you. But again, Thank you very much for the opportunity that you've given us. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. So take care. And I'm sure you and I will definitely be speaking soon. So. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. If you'd like to learn more about NEPA STEM ecosystem and the work we're doing in STEM and job pathways, please visit us at www n-e-p-a-s-t-e-m dot org. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. We'd also like to especially thank our industry partners. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution and more resources for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.